Hey there, Wedding Pro. This is Karen Hunt on the Celebration Pro Podcast. I am so excited to bring you all things to help empower you as a wedding professional and illuminate your dreams through confidence and connection so you can focus on your passion and celebrate all the wins. I've been in the industry over 14 years and as a former six-figure wedding planner and luxury resort wedding specialist, my passion is seeing other wedding vendors flourish in their business. As your personal wedding pro consultant, I'm popping the bottle and pouring you a tall glass of valuable topics from mindset growth to actionable income producing activities. We are breaking through that glass ceiling you've created for yourself to become the wedding pro you've always envisioned to be. So cheers to you. Let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome back to the Celebration Pro Podcast. This is your host and business bestie, Karen Hunt. And today we're getting into everyone's favorite and least favorite subject, and that would be none other than pricing. (laughs) Whether you're just starting out in business or you're trying to level up your offerings, deciding on what to charge often leaves you with nothing more than a strong dose of analysis paralysis and imposter syndrome. So I'm going to take you back on the journey of when I was starting out as a wedding planner uh, in 2015. And what I was actually charging, and then how I've shifted over the years to feel really clear and confident on what I'm charging, why I'm charging it, and the delivery that makes it to the actual client. So when I was starting out, I was easily charging not only well under my worth, like it was low, but I didn't realize that I was actually undercutting so many other planners in town. I'd be working 16-hour event days, solo, by myself. I had no team, no help, not including the hours of preparation with planning calls to clients, planning calls to vendors, pulling together all the details into a nine page timeline and, you know, all the things that were being provided from all the different players, pre and post event prep. I was actually attending rehearsal dinners and farewell breakfasts just trying to help be a helping hand, ceremony rehearsals, all the free decor I included because I was quote, loving what I did and wasn't doing it for the money, but out of the goodness of my heart, unquote. You guys, if you feel like this in any way, shape or form, please keep listening. (laughs) I was charging, get this, I was charging $700 for a day of planning it makes me nauseous because this was a month of planning. Let's be real. And I was charging seven zero zero. Let me break this down. So that means if I booked 60 weddings, my business would make $42,000 that year. This is what my business would be making. What my paycheck would be, would be about a third of that. The reality was not 60 weddings. Thank God, because I probably would have been in total burnout by the end of the year. My first year, I took home $6,000 in my pocket. I was told that this was amazing because most businesses lose money their first year. And they weren't wrong. I was told that by charging $700, I would have no problem booking weddings. Oh, and they weren't wrong. (laughs) And I was told if I charged this amount, I would be the exclusive wedding planner at the venue in town where weddings were in the highest demand, and they weren't wrong. 
So I'm here to tell you that you, my friend, you are not most business owners. And you listening here on a business development podcast are most definitely worth more than a $6,000 annual paycheck. So what should I have done differently? And what did I do differently moving forward? Well, first of all, market research would have been helpful. It would have shown me that others were charging different amounts. They were including certain things. They were not including certain things. You know, I was actually surprised when I found out that most planners weren't putting in nearly as much effort. They were able to charge more. They weren't offering day of planning services and they were still booking steadily. They were in business and they were pretty happy doing it. But how did they do it? Well, first of all, they had a brand. When I started out, I had my colors. I had my business name. I had a very cheesy website. And <clears throat> and I really didn't have any kind of brand values. Step two is that you have you need to know who your client is and how much they're looking to spend. I had no clue who my client was. My client was couples. <laughs> my client was anybody who wanted to sign on the dotted line, whether I clicked with them or not. Most people were booking me because of my low, low pricing, not because they fell in love with me. While a lot of them did fall in love with me and would probably have charged more, I was actually told by parents of the couples on well more than one occasion that I should have been charging a lot more. I had people tipping me the same amount that I was charging because they saw how much value there was in having me on their wedding day, right? And so that should have been a clear sign of how much I was charging and not to let other people decide for me how I was going to run my business. So who is your client and how much are they looking to spend? Are you working with the DIY couple or low budget clients? Or are you working with luxury items? Are you selling luxury? Are you working with, you know, more elegant, extravagant events, right? So here's a good way to put this. I believe it was Lamborghini who said, uh, we don't, we don't have TV commercials because our clients don't watch TV. And I bet, I bet that you would never find an ad for Walmart or for Cheetos in a success magazine, right? So unless it was on their success, (laughs) you know what I mean? So really think about who your client is and how much they're looking to spend. Because if you're just opening up the doors to everybody, you might be missing out on the clients who actually want to work with you. And there's a whole lot more that goes into that. The market research, when you're looking at this market research and you start looking at, okay, I want to be, maybe you want to be in the luxury field. Maybe you don't, maybe you want to be in DIY weddings and you start looking at others who offer similar Uh, services just to see what's in the market right now. What are people actually buying? When you do this, you want to look at the facts and not the feelings. If somebody rubs you the wrong way, don't compare your business to theirs, right? They clearly don't have the same values that you have. You want to try and align yourself with other businesses who are similar to you. A, so that you have actual data and valuable research towards where you're moving to in your business and B, 
you want to be able to create relationships. Let me tell you, I had probably five wedding vendors that if I didn't have a date available or if I had an emergency, I knew who I could call and lean on and they would do the same for me, right? So market research, A, is going to help you figure out where you want to be placed in the market and B, give you an idea of the type of vendors that you want around you to support you on this amazing ride that is entrepreneurship. Step four, we want to decide on whether you're going to put on your website a starting price or all of your pricing. You notice what I said there? I didn't give the option of no pricing at all because what's going to happen is, especially if you're not very clear on your website who you serve and what tier they're at, they're, they're going to come to your website and because they don't see pricing, they're going to make a judgment on their own as to whether you're charging too much or you're charging not enough. And it's not going to get them. And I did this. I did this. We went back and forth on whether we should have pricing on our website or not. And what happened was when we didn't have pricing, we got a lot more people on the phone. Sure. But they weren't all our, they weren't all ideal clients and they weren't, a lot of them were just fishing for information and wasting our time. We would end up on the phone with somebody who was They wanted to book, they wanted to book, but we knew in our gut this wasn't a client for us and they would waste an hour or two out of our day talking our ear off and we don't want that. We want to make sure that the person who's calling us is okay with the pricing that we have out there. Otherwise, you're talking in circles about discounts and how to create a custom package for somebody who isn't in alignment with what you have to offer. I hope that this is like giving you some inspiration, some like aha moments. So if you don't want to put all of the pricing on your website because you don't maybe want to spook somebody or uh, maybe uh, miscommunicate, right? Have a starting price. And um, I follow Jasmine Starr, so this is most certainly her advice. She says, what is the lowest you would be comfortable with? Can I just tell you $700 was not the lowest I was comfortable with. I was not comfortable at all. I was just trying to make it. And you don't have to just be trying to make it. That is not fun. That is not why you came into this business. Let's get comfortable with our pricing. So what is the lowest that you would be comfortable with? And make that your lowest package. Or if, I mean, yes, that's what it would be. And that, so then you would have your starting price. Package is starting at fill in the blank. And then let people call you. Have different tiers so that people know that you offer an introductory and then you go higher from there. So for example, with, as a wedding planner, we had, I mean, when I started out a day of scrapped that because that doesn't exist. And if it does, it's more work. (laughs) So it should cost more. So you have month of planning, but even before that, maybe it's like, um, special event planning. Maybe that's a little bit less depending on what you're including. Month of planning, partial planning, which could be a custom package, full planning, full weekend planning, weekend and honeymoon planning, right? Offer tiers that build, that they can build onto so that when they're calling, asking about the starting price, you can say the starting price is this package. We also offer all of these services. Let's create something custom by building what you need. 
So we're doing something custom that is in alignment with your pricing, not something custom anymore because they can't afford it, right? We want to stay in, in the same lane as the clients that we want to work with. Um, so I also say to just say no to discounts. If you know that you're going to offer discounts, that it's that's just what you do and what you want to do, this is how you don't do it while you're doing it. Charge more. If your package is $1,500, charge $1,800. People will buy it, which will be very exciting for you. But when those people come who say, that's not in my budget, what can you do? And you say, well, I can take $300 off. That still feels good to you because you're still in alignment with your pricing, with what you're offering, and the value that you're offering is still covered by the amount that's being charged. I hope this makes sense. The next thing you can do to start attracting people to you and attracting people to you in a way that says, I'm offering value and I'm valuable for your event or Um, If you're a creative entrepreneur, I'm valuable towards whatever their goal is. What you can do is offer valuable magnetic teasers. So what we would do is when somebody would call and they weren't really sure, we would say, well, we always start with uh, venue planning, right? So if we're starting with the venue, here's a quick sheet to decide what style of venue you're looking for right? And it was this like free offer we had to show them that we knew what what we were doing and that we were valuable. And more often than not, they would go ahead and book us for full planning because they're like, I wouldn't have thought of any of this. So what do you have to offer where you could put it in a, that was more like a quiz or uh, maybe you have a checklist. Maybe you have a timeline. Maybe you have five tips. Maybe you have, you could even say like, say you're a florist or maybe you crochet. Here's a DIY a template on creating your own bouquet or your own washcloth or whatever it might be, hand towel, I don't know. And and then what's going to happen is they're going to look at it and they're either going to say, I'm going to try this myself, or they're going to say, gosh, this would be so much more convenient if I hired you, right? Which one is your client? The one who would hire you. So sometimes these magnetic teasers will also filter out the people who want to work with you and who you don't really want to work with. (laughs) Um, And then I have a step seven, which is revisit all this quarterly and pivot because you're the boss. You are the number one essential asset to your business. If you weren't in your business, your business wouldn't be, wouldn't, wouldn't be anything because it was created by you. This is your dream. This is the thought that you had that's been built over time into this business And so you can revisit quarterly and you can pivot and you can change your pricing as much as you want because you are the boss. If you're still scratching your head, (laughs) try this. Okay, so think of it this way. If you're charging too much, it often translates to your customer's ears as I'm overcharging you. And it sounds uneasy. It doesn't sound confident. And if you're charging too little, It may sound like you're desperate for money and it could translate to your client as I'm underqualified. So here's a quick exercise so that you don't fall into one of those two categories and you feel very clear and confident and worthy of what you're charging and that will translate to your client's ears. So here's the exercise. Think of a service that you're unsure of what to price it at or you don't like the pricing. 
you're not feeling very confident about the pricing around. Okay, so either a new product that you're trying to price or one that you're just, you're not sure if you're where you need to be. Okay, are, do you feel comfortable charging nothing for it? Do you feel comfortable charging a million dollars for it? What feelings come about over that, right? It's like, ooh, uh, right? Okay, so let's bring it down. Are you, do you feel comfortable charging $5 for it? Do you feel comfortable charging 5000 Maybe we're still getting some feelings around there. Okay, what if we said 1500 to 3000 I'm feeling a little better. Now, depending on what your product or service is, I could be way off, but you see what this exercise does. Let's give a range and say zero to a hundred, zero to, you know, if it's a smaller item or maybe it's a planning service and you're between 5,000 and 20,000. So just start playing around with numbers until you get around some numbers that feel really good and just start honing down because it's not about you know, you can do your market research, but you want to look at the facts. Don't worry about what the other people are doing in their business. Just look at the pricing. This is what the market pricing is. What feels good in alignment for what I'm offering and what, uh, what these numbers are. I've done this with several clients and we've come up with some really great pricing very easily that make you as a business owner feel confident. And once you come to that realization, this is what I found. I found that I was in control of my business, that I felt free, that I could charge between zero and a million dollars because I could. I felt free to shift and to change and to learn and to grow, that my pricing flows with that growth, that it takes the pressure off and it feels good to charge what I charge. I am confident that my coaching strategy is worth every cent and it will rise with my knowledge and my development within my company. So if you're still feeling unsure about how to implement these steps to your services or your product suite, let's chat. So if you check out the show notes, we can actually book a free call with me and we can chat through some of this. And if you loved this episode and hopefully the podcast overall, please share with a friend and write a five-star review because what does it do? It's going to help get this information and this podcast out to more creative pros just like you. And we're trying to create community rising so that we can illuminate all of the wedding and creative industries. And it lets me know that I'm serving you well. So in the meantime, I'll be celebrating your business. I'm celebrating you and I'm wishing you a win. I am beyond grateful to have you here on Celebration Pro Podcast, and I celebrate you for taking the step towards growth in your business. If you loved this episode, it would mean everything to me to hear from you by posting a review or sharing with someone you know would love it too. I'm wishing you a win today, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Until then, I'll be celebrating you. XO.